Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. My next guest is interested in good health for sure. He is an ambassador for the Everything Starts With Milk campaign. That's just one string to his bow, though. He's also a rugby sevens professional rugby player and uh, the winner of Love Island 2019, which seems like a lot longer ago now than it actually was. Uh, he's Limerick man Greg O'Shea, of course, and he's on the line. How are you, Greg? Um, Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. I, I was thinking today that, you know, the most phenomenal thing, the most dramatic thing that you might have thought would happen to you over the last 12 months was Love Island. And, and yet, look at this, COVID-19 and the effect it's had on you and everybody else as well. I know, it's completely changed the whole world, hasn't it? It's mad you said 2019 there. It seems like so long ago with everything that's crazy going on in 2020. But look, as you said there, just before it came on, we're getting there now and we all need to stay to the restrictions and we'll get out of this soon, hopefully. And what's the impact on what you're doing day to day and week to week right now, Greg, of what we're going through? What's the impact on me personally? Yeah. Um, so I actually was finding it grand at the start. It was kind of nice to move home to Limerick and uh, be back with my family and seeing everyone. But then I kind of got, a, got into a bit of a lull where I couldn't see a finish line. But then, you know what? I kind of copped on to myself and realised people have lost their jobs and people are sick and I'm young, healthy and I'm training away. So um, it's not that bad and there's bigger problems in the world, especially with everything that's going on with Black Lives Matter and the whole lot. So uh, I've nothing to complain about. And the thing about Rugby Sevens, Greg, you could argue that it's a model, isn't it, in ways that, you know, you don't have the same level of contact that you do in the 15-person game. Um, I don't know if I, I would agree with that, no, in the sense that because there's less people on the pitch, um, like there's only seven sides, you have more involvement. Like there was a study done a couple of years ago compared a sevens tournament to a 15s game and the, the involvement of a rugby player in sevens was like triply amount in a 15s game. So um, there's a lot more running, but as the impacts aren't as heavy, do you know what I mean? There's no 120 kg props running at you. It's all kind of faster, lads. So that would be the difference for sure. And you don't have the scrums. And you, you do have scrums, yeah. Do you? 3v3 in the scrum. It's the exact same rules. It's just um, seven a side. So there's only three people that. in a scrum from each side, yeah. You'll have to watch a game, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I have to watch a game, that's for sure. And, and I mean, for you, so when will you get back, do you think? So we're hoping, actually, uh, depending on what the government say, the IRFU submitted a proposal to the government to allow us all, every province in the Irish team, to go back training at the end of June, obviously with social distancing measures. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that works. And then the 15th game is hopefully going to be back around September maybe, but the 7s won't be back until the end of the year, maybe 2021, because we're only international and you have to fly everyone into one area and you can't really be doing that right now. And no Olympics, of course, this year. No, Olympics is postponed, unfortunately, which is kind of frustrating at the, at the start of the COVID thing. But to be honest, it's probably better for us because it gives us another year to prepare and get better. Mm. And what about Love Island? Um, you definitely took a different approach to previous winners um, of it, um, and even some of the people that were in there with you, and you know the, the pushing of their own brands and the way that they did. And fair play to them. Um, uh, how has all that been for you? Yeah, I definitely kind of took a different approach to it, and that wasn't like purposely or intentionally done. It's kind of just the way I am. I think it's because it's just the Irish way. You kind of have to go in there after saying no a couple of times and then it worked out and I went in and just did my thing and people took a liking to me and Amber. And But the second I got out then, I came home and went back training, which a lot of people in Britain didn't like and I got a lot of hate for it. But I stuck to my morals and stuck to what kept me happy and uh, I'm still smiling, so that's all that matters really.
Yeah, and you're split with Amber. Was it back in the news again over the last while? You've had your own say. I kind of came out after a, about a year now and decided, you know what, I need to set the record straight and people need to realise where my mind was at. There was no point saying it when it was actually happening because people would have just jumped at me even more. So everyone's kind of calmed down now and I, and I came out with the the full truth. Um, it's not that I lied before, but I came out with the full truth now. So hopefully people can understand. Yeah, so, so what was the real story with the alleged breakup text? <laughs> so, the, yeah, the alleged breakup text. So um, I actually put a YouTube book YouTube video up yesterday explaining all of this but basically there was a lot of kind of FaceTime calls because we live in different countries and messages back and forth and I just came to the conclusion that I couldn't be in a, a serious relationship with millions of people like watching every move and I was trying to train for the Olympics and do my studies and stuff so I decided before it got too deep that we'd just uh, go our separate ways but uh, people didn't like that they expected me to move to the UK and, and uh, do all that Love Island stuff but it just wasn't my plan you know And are you and Amber on good terms at the moment? We are. We are, we spoke privately, um, and we just, we said that we probably could have handled the situation a little bit better. But we've no hard feelings for each other, and we we wish each other the absolute best. So people didn't kind of realise that. So it was nice to to tell people that we have no problem with each other. So I don't know why everyone else cares. Yeah, and Greg, I mean, do you think if you and she had you know met each other in completely different circumstances, that there might have been a relationship? Potentially, Joe. Yeah, maybe. But like, it's just the overwhelming overnight like fame and millions of people watching you and then you're trying to please everyone and we, we didn't even have time to get to know each other that well like we knew each other 13 days and then the whole world was watching every step of the way so it's a tough uh, situation for anyone to be in so um, look I look back in the situation fondly and, and we're okay with each other so um, that's that all that matters to me And do you stay in touch with any of the others from the villa? Uh, a couple of them. I think I've got a couple of the lads like Jordan and Michael and, and Ovi. I don't know if you know those names if you watch it yourself, but uh, there was 36 of us that went into the villa, so you can't stay in contact with everybody. Mm. Uh, well, I watched it from when you went into it, like a lot of people in Limerick. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think it, it kind of made it relatable for a lot more people seeing an Irish side in there. Yeah, definitely. It's a you know, Limerick fella as well. Um, so Chicken Hut kind of reopened. You haven't been in any of the queues, have you? It was a huge queue when they first reopened. Oh, yeah, I haven't. I have a confession to make, Joe. I've never actually had Chicken Hut. <laughs> I know. And that's terrible. That's like blasphemy. My friends are obsessed with it, though. It's just it's never actually happened to me where I've, I've gone inside the door, but uh, I've only heard great things. So tell us about uh, the Everything Starts With Milk campaign that you're an ambassador for, Greg O'Shea. Yeah, so I'm the Irish ambassador for the European campaign Everything Starts With Milk. And yesterday was actually World Milk Day. I don't know if people knew that, but all around the world they're celebrating milk. And I kind of uh, dedicated my glass of milk to the Irish dairy farmers and the hard work they do. Because I don't think people realise that there's 60,000 people supported by that sector and they bring in about 4 billion in export value. So they're a big part of the country and they go unappreciated, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a good one to be involved with, you know, particularly at the moment, obviously, agriculture is under a lot of pressure with this uh, coronavirus. Oh my God, so much. I, I don't know how they do it and, and keep smiling and keep the country running. Fair play to them. Yeah. And one other thing, I mean, when you stepped away from the villa and you were considering how to use the fame that you got, I mean, what was your thought process? <laughs> My thought process? Did you purposely use that line there? <laughs> Not really, no, I didn't. <laughs> that thought process was a thing that I said in the villa and people kind of jumped in and thought it was hilarious, but it was a genuine question I had for drama that happened in there. So it's funny you used that. <laughs> um, My thought process when I got out was, I was always kind of focused on getting to the Olympics, Joe. And, like, um, I studied, so I'm studying to be a solicitor, even though 
that probably sounds quite boring for the opportunities I had, but I always kind of set, my dad, set myself that challenge and getting to Olympics and I had other stuff going on and it just wasn't in the in the uh, written down for me to follow the Love Island celebrity stuff. So I just chose to come home and go back into my own life. And that's not me saying I didn't take some brand deals. I have some great deals, obviously, with National Dairy Council, being the Irish Ambassador and Lions of Limerick and things like that. So um, some homegrown brands have supported me, which is great. So do you think maybe five years from now, and who knows where any of us will be in five years, and I accept that, that you know you may end up in the legal profession and that this fame period is something you look back on fondly, but that you know, you're happy enough to carry on? Yeah, I'm not sure, um, to be honest, because in the last couple of months, I obviously was on a radio show myself and yeah. on a TV show myself. And I was kind of thrown into the deep end with that. Obviously, you're a master of it, but I, I really was kind of thrown into the deep end and I absolutely loved it. So I could see myself going down that avenue as well and getting another gig on the radio or TV and presenting. But um, who knows? I'm kind of trying to find out what op- which option works for me and then see what happens over the next couple of years. Who knows where I'll be? Yeah, and of course, um, our old pal who, who uh, worked with us many years ago, Myron O'Connell, you've worked with Myron? I did work with Myron, yeah, on the Virgin Media, uh, the line show, and she is brilliant. So she taught me a lot of stuff. So I'd love to get another gig now and, and learn some more. Yeah, she's great. She's great. And uh, your dad, Niall, was good to us during the whole thing as well. He was on with us. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he loves the church. Yeah, and you, your grandmother, Monica, uh, God rest her as well. She worked with us in sales. And yeah. we, we, we were sorry about that. And of course, that was, that was an, a very unusual situation for you, wasn't it? Because that happened while you were in the villa. It was, poor Monica, yeah. She passed away when I was only about four or five days into the villa. And uh, ITV were very kindly let me fly home and give me the option of even not going back into the show. But um, my family were like, why would you not go back into the show? Sure, you're only going to be miserable watching the Island anyway. So I went back in and it was just unfortunate that my grandmother didn't get to watch any of it. But the nurses said that they put it on the TV over the last couple of days when she was still around and she would have heard it in the background. So that was nice to hear. That was. It was lo- lovely to hear. So overall, Greg, you sound like you're just delighted. You had a go at Love Island and uh, you took it for what it was and you've enjoyed it. That's the thing. Yeah, take what you can from it and then uh, keep going. But don't don't lose your head. Keep your feet in the ground. Absolutely. Yeah, well, there's no risk there anyway, in fairness to you. Listen, well done to you, Greg. Thanks so much for talking to us. So it's the Everything Starts With Milk campaign. People should keep it in mind. You're an ambassador for that, along with the other things that you're you're involved in. And, That's the uh, one, yeah, 100%. We, we, uh, we look forward to your ongoing success, Greg. Thanks so much for chatting to us this morning. Brilliant. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Take care, Seth. Bye-bye. Greg, Greg O'Shea there. My favourite. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. With these fellas on the show a few weeks ago, picture this.